God, we come to you today with the prayer from, oh, you thought you were grown. Please continue to watch over us and our families and our viewers. Please help us project, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. 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 All right. Welcome back to another episode of, oh, you thought you were wrong. I am Prissy Christie, and this is Debbie Cakes. All right. And if you are new here, please go ahead, like, subscribe, comment. Um, we are a community of women, Debbie Cakes and I, mothers, and we're trying to build our community. Thank you guys for joining. So today we are going to um, talk about Father's Day and we have, a, of course, a hot topic for you guys and um, to celebrate a little bit about Juneteenth. Yes. Oh. yes. <clears throat> so it's a lot of celebration going on. It's a busy weekend of celebrating Juneteenth and Father's Day. Have you got any plans for Father's Day? Um, I got my dad a gift, my stepfather, uh-huh. but, um, I, you know, I feel like I'm celebrating myself also. You know how I feel about Father's Day. These women are trying to celebrate Father's Day. Father's Day is for fathers. You get Mother's Day. Maybe it's for you, your birthday and Mother's Day. You got that. Father's Day. I feel like it belongs to me also. <laughs> I could not get it all. I want it all. But you know what? There is the good fathers out there that do need to be, you know, celebrated. And I, I celebrate them. My hats go out to them too. But. Ain't no but. I'm wearing both hats. I need to celebrate both events or both, you know. You, I'm not wearing both hats. You can only wear a mother's hat. You are only a woman. You could not possibly be a mother and a father. That's just not possible. It, it is. It is. I'm shaking my head, y'all. For people that can't see me. I'm shaking my mother head. I can, and I am. And I do a damn well good job at it. I could be nice and mother nurturing, and I could be rough as hell. Hey, get your ass over here. That's part of being a mama. I just feel like I'm being rough. I got to teach him how to be a boy, how to be a man. Well, listen. Anyways. What is your mothers out there who want to celebrate Father's Day because you think you're a mama and you're a father? You are not. You are only a mother. This is why our generation is so confused as it is. You are only a mother. And when I was a child, I used to think like that too. I used to be like, oh, I'm celebrating my mama on Father's Day because she's my mama and my father. At wrong. Fathers have a role and fathers are important. And no matter how much you're doing on your own, and you are still only only mama and you are enough just being a mama you got more enough love to give him being mama you got enough uh toughness in you being mama that's a part of being a woman it's celebrate like that's part of being a woman that's what you're doing to him that's what you're doing that's your role but I am for Father's Day. I'm not buying no father's milk. Well, I bought the kids' dad a gift. I got him something um, that he would like. Something small. And um, but the kids are making the granddads uh, a handmade gift. So I'm gonna work on that, and then we gotta send it out. <laughs> I'm always doing the last minute, like. Wait, last oh, minute. Oh. You know what? I should do something for. Noah's um grandfather, um, my real father that's in DC to hang up in his room. I didn't think about that. Ooh. Like he has pictures of us in there, but I didn't think about sending him a Father's Day gift. I'm trying to come up there soon to see him, but I should send it to my aunt to send over to that's a great idea, Chris. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I did something for Mother's Day for all the grandmothers, and it was it's way too many of them. <laughs> but for father's house like oh let me go ahead and get some pictures together and make a little i'm gonna do a little booklet thing i might actually video it today um but you picked up jimmy's gift yeah i did 
I did before all the crazy festivities. I didn't want to forget, and I wanted to not wait last minute and get something that you know thoughtful that I know that he'll use. Because I feel like growing up, we used to get like crappy gifts that he. But yeah, like oh, nail clipping stuff and ties he don't even use, cologne he don't even wear. So I feel like when I get him a gift now, I make sure it's very mean- meaningful. This is what he's gonna actually use. No. Never got a gift. I never did. Actually, I think this is gonna be my first like Father's Day doing something for us. So I can't remember what I did for this the last couple of years. For Chris or for your dad? Um, my dad, I know I ain't did nothing. Like his birthday was in June. I felt bad. I was like, I didn't even get you nothing for your birthday. Like, I I didn't do anything, but I, I'm gonna make him something. I just I don't even remember what I did. For that. I'm not really good with gifts and things like that. But um, I'm going to try. I'm trying to. I have this one cousin who's like very thoughtful and she gives out, sends out birthday cards and all this. And I want to be more like her and think about people in advance. And, you know, I, I feel good when she thinks about me and sends me things. So I'm like, I want to do that for other people. So I want to do that for my, the dads and, you know, the grandparents. Um, so this will be the first time I actually remember. I might have done it before, but I just don't remember. <laughs> So I said again to my unanswered question, you keep talking about your, about these gifts, but um, what is your relationship with your father? Like how was your relationship growing oh. up? I know we talked about it a little bit on our mental health cast, but how- oh, I missed it. I didn't hear that. I know you just kept talking over me. It's okay. I'm sorry. Man, it's okay. I didn't hear it. Okay, so my relationship with my daddy is- um. Oh, also, I took some to drink too. So <laughs> it's like loosey goosey. I don't drink, but today was a very stressful. I'm a pumping dump. <laughs> so I feel like I just got hot. <laughs> so, oh my god, y'all! This oh old- my god, I just got hot. Everything. So <laughs> yes, um, my relationship with my dad. So growing up, the relationship was, um, I, we talked about mental health. It was, we didn't talk uh, because of things in the past. And then 15, we had a conversation and I forgave him. And then ever since then, he's been like my go-to parent with um, things. Like I talked to him about a lot of things and I get good advice and insight, especially when it comes to like men things, like relationship. Uh-huh. I can't really talk to my mama because she's so emotional and I'm her baby girl and she got, you know, she'll gaslight me to think that something um, is wrong, but it, I mean, something right is, I mean, wrong is right. Exactly. So he keeps me level-headed. Lewis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I don't even make sense. I know that don't make sense. I know I'm tripping. You just co-sign with me, whatever you want, baby. So uh, he keeps me level-headed. Anytime I have like financial uh, situations where I'm confused or I don't know what to do, I talk to my daddy. Um, and which is like a whole like 180 from our relationship growing up to now as an adult. Um, I love that man. Like that, you know what I'm saying? Like our relationship, I needed that relationship with my daddy. That's why I would say like, I used to be that person who's like, I'm going to celebrate my mama on mama Father's Day. But not as an adult, I realized how important his role is as a father. And I appreciate it that I can have that with him. Like while he's, he's up here now, I'm trying to get my brothers and him to get together so they can kind of mend their relationship as well. Um, because it's important. We all need our mommies and we all need our daddies. And so our relationship is good. What about? I'm trying not to cry. I'm so Don't sorry. Don't cry. I'm so you know, sorry. You know, this is daddy's girl right here, Debbie. I am <laughs> definitely a daddy's girl. Both of my father and stepfather are like my hearts, my everything, but I'm about to cry because my dad is not doing as well right now. And I'm definitely, a. I miss that. Like that relationship y'all have. I had that with my father before mm-hmm. getting sick. Like, um, oh. Yeah, girl, you might make me cry. Shit. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. But I had that with my dad. Like, um, 
as a teen or growing up, we was very bumpy relationship, you know, but then I grew up and he became like my best friend. I would call him for advice and like uh, anything, like I couldn't just call him and speak to him about whatever is going on. Like, you know how you embarrass tell your parents something? Mm -hmm. I was never embarrassed to tell him because I felt like he knew all my shame. He knew all my craziness and he knew he knew me. I feel like I, I'm him in a, in a way. Mm -hmm. So he just knew what to say at the right time. And uh, I miss him. Like he has, he's suffering from um, Alzheimer's. And so he's just not himself anymore and he's kind of disintegrating so it's it's gonna be a tough father's day for me but my stepfather oh, yeah. on the other hand this man listen every he's been my he's been my stepfather since i was five mm -hmm. every talent show step show uh music i did anything acting or plays whatever i did growing up he was always there he would never miss anything. My mother, she wasn't, she was always working. But my stepfather, he made sure he was a, a presence in my life at all times. And he's an amazing grandfather. So I just can't even imagine, you know? So I'm excited for Father's Day for those two, you know. Yeah. But yeah. baby daddy, child. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I remember she called the man's phone firm donor in another episode so that's you just are. what it is you gotta call them what they are yeah got some good sperm though because you got a beautiful baby oh i do i, do. <laughs> I don't know if that sounded wrong wait that was okay i said i thank him all the time for giving me that good sperm because look at my child <laughs> he looks like me but anyway yeah so what's a like a good like a word of advice that your daddy gave you like either one of them like what's something that you carry with you like or live by that my last and good advice from my stepfather no I'm sorry what my father was um when I was in transition to working things out with my husband or make you know maybe that step to leave mm -hmm. like I was, I was fighting myself with like do I leave or not leave? And he was like, know your worth. I was like, that's my husband. He said, I understand that was your husband, but know your worth. Know that nobody should be able to come and disrespect you in any kind of way. You get your ass off that couch and you you go back. You go back to your mother's house and figure things out there. You'll need, you'll need that. You okay, not. daddy. <laughs> okay, I like that. Okay. And some people need to hear that right now. Like. I had to hear it. And that same day I packed my stuff, I was crying. My mother, my, my mother-in-law, my in-law, my mother, yeah, mother-in-law. Yeah, your mother-in-law, his mama. Yeah, my mother-in-law was like driving me crazy and I didn't know what to do and I didn't want to, I grew up respecting my elders. So I never disrespected her. So I called my dad for advice and he's like, what are you doing like respect yourself and that just stuck with me so every time somebody wants to do something crazy I always think of him telling me that and sometimes I want to turn to him like now my adult like right now mm -hmm. and think I'm going through and just want to hear what would you say to me and right. every time I talk to him even though he can't talk back to me I'm like I need you I need you to tell me what am I doing or what I need to do or what am I doing wrong well, you know, he wants to see the best version of you, you know, like yeah. in the decisions you make, he wants to see you happy. So leave with that. Yeah. yeah. And Jimmy, the best advice Jimmy gave me, I think I was a little kid. Okay. Uh -huh. Jimmy's so laid back, y'all. I just, I that <laughs> Jimmy is so laid back, so like, so chill. Don't nothing bother him. Just. <laughs> just so nonchalant. And it's just like, I think um, he told me, I think somebody was, I think somebody had gotten in trouble for stealing. And he told me, listen, if you can't steal something that you think you can get away with and you, and it's worth a million dollars, if it's not worth a million dollars, it's not worth stealing. Do not put yourself in any kind of situation. And I'm like, huh? But it took me to like, 
let's see, I would have been still batteries, y'all. I won't, I mean, you know how you put something in your car and you put something on top of it and I didn't pay for it. I was like, oh my God, I gotta go back and pay for right, it. Right, right, right. You know? And so I just like, I don't know why that was the best I the best thing. <laughs> something that just stuck with me. I would say that's the best advice because he gave me a lot just of something just stuck with me. It just stuck with me. It ain't worth stealing. If it's not a million dollars, it's not worth stealing. It's not worth going to jail for. No, not at all. And that just stuck with me. Don't ask me why, but that's that's what stuck with me. But um, yes, girl. So I think my best my well recently when I had kids, my the best advice my dad gave me is like we were getting into it. He was playing the game and all that kind of stuff. And I would call my dad and he was like, the way you make a relationship work is you have to find happiness within yourself. Don't look for him to fulfill your happiness. And I was like, oh, damn, that again, did you? <laughs> and it was like, if it's reading a book, if it's walking to the park, if it's, you know, going to the mall, getting your hair done, whatever it is, you need to find what makes you happy and let that man have his happiness where he finds it at. And when y'all come together, y'all can be happy because you're independently happy and not you know depending on that person to make you happy I think I had got bored with being just mom and working that kind of thing so I'm like I'm not, I'm not doing nothing I need to go places I need to do things I feel like I'm trapped but it's like you don't need to wait on him do it if you want to go somewhere go he'll catch up so uh, that was the best advice in a relationship and I think when um when I was in high school, this is other advice that he gave me. I used to be like flat boxing the girls. I don't know, just damn, what? flat boxing. That was Wellington, like y'all. I'm putting that out there. I was not slap boxing anybody. It was just you know people would like like to try me, especially when I went to Wellington. It was like the, Wellington is like this this uppity area where all the Black people wanted to prove that they, like the black kids wanted to prove that they were like ghetto kind of, but it's like y'all live in Wellington, y'all from Wellington, y'all lived your whole life in Wellington, you're not ghetto, get over it. And they would slap box, and my daddy saw me out there, imagine we weren't talking at this time, he saw me out there with the girl slap box, and he was like, don't you ever, don't do that, don't you tongue wrestle with people, don't play fight with people, because people are testing your, your, your strength. They're testing you so they'll feel comfortable enough to try you because they've already practiced fighting with you. They always practice arguing with you. So don't tongue wrestle, don't play fight, don't do none of that for fun. So now I don't argue with, I don't argue with girls. I don't, you know, I, I stopped like immediately. I was like, okay, that makes sense. And that girl really wasn't my friend who would do that. She was really like trying to see if she could fight. Try me. you. Yeah, yeah. She's trying to try me low. I have never experienced that. Or if I'm fighting you, I'm fighting you for real. And I used to fight. So what was it called? Slack boxing? Slap. Like slapping. Oh, slap boxing. Yeah. Oh. Don't do that with me, cause bitch. We fighting. Yeah. So she would do it, but I would be like. Okay, I have brothers, so I know how to fight because I have to fight my brothers. Like, okay, we we can run it. Let's go. You want to slap box? Okay. Oh wow. And then, but he saw that he was like, my he was not talking. He was so mad. He was like, hey, don't be doing that. <laughs> he even tell my sons that when they play fight, they he'd be like, don't don't wrestle with people. Don't do that. They testing. People find out your your strengths and. Mhm. That's a good one. Mhm. Listen, these fathers are so wise. Yeah, they are. They know things that you can't see as a, especially like being girls. Mhm. Yeah. So I, you know, it is. It's a special relationship between daughters and their fathers. So, um, I appreciate my daddy. Um, even though I was so mean to him, not. Um, giving up and when I call answering the phone you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. it's because um, I was mean <laughs> a mean little evil child <laughs> so I really appreciate that and him 
uh, working to mend this relationship um, with me. When I went to Florida, I stayed with him. And even this week, when I stayed, when I went down there and I stayed these two weeks with him, like, it kind of reminds me, like, maybe my relationship is slipping because how I felt so safe with my daddy and he was looking out for me, like, you know, that kind of thing, like, the father-daughter just, he just, you know, the little things like, oh, help you with the door, that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm missing this. I need to stay with my daddy because I feel like a princess here <laughs> instead of a worker. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just love my daddy. Aww. Mm-hmm. So our next topic is today, June 17th, um sorry I'm having a moment sorry y'all I'm I'm, I'm getting it together I'm just so emotional about the Father's Day oh. thing but um June 17 they nationalize um Juneteenth day sorry I'm having a moment y'all I want to call it Jubilee which was the original name um until they made it Juneteenth because it was Juneteenth um June 19th they squeezed the t- the th out and made it juneteenth so um uh, today is a nash it's now it's a national holiday um from our president biden good job. good job and so i was doing a little research because i feel like i didn't learn too much about it in high in high in school like i remember jubilee but i don't i remember it was like a brief like of talking about it what about you, Chris? Yeah, only time I heard of Jubilee was like in church. I never heard of Jubilee. I went through high school. Only I never, I didn't learn about, I didn't learn about any really black history, like going to school in Florida. I didn't learn anything outside of Martin Luther King, you know, the civil rights and slavery. That's the only thing I really learned about. Um, I learned about Juneteenth um, in my adulthood. Um, I started I remember the self, the Bloody Sunday. When I started learning about the Bloody Sunday, and um, I went to Alabama, took a trip to visit um, the bridge, and that's when this kind of, and I started digging, and that's when I, I heard about Juneteenth and um, uh, and its importance in um, Black American in American history. Mm-hmm. So for everybody, just so you know what Juneteenth is. So January 31st, 19, I'm sorry, 1865 is when the slaves, African-Americans, on the call slaves, Black people were freed from the 13th Amendment. We were no longer, should have, we should have no longer. 1865. Okay. I got, I, when I was researching, it said, it said um, 1863. Because um, 1866 is when they finally um, came down there to um, Texas to, um, you know, let everybody know that they're free. They no, had to- 1865. We were all in 1865. Hold on. Wait, let me double check. Let me double check. Because, you know, there's nothing wrong with double check. I got the dates. January 31st, 1865 is when the the 13th Amendment was passed, which freed the slaves. Okay. And June 19, 1865 is when they, uh, General Gordon went to Texas to let the Texans know that we were free. But we can double check Juneteenth. But I was saying, you know, next year, well, fun facts about Juneteenth. I never understood the drinking the Kool-Aid and the red drinks and the watermelon sodas and um, the strawberry drinks. So the reason behind um, the red drinks is to, um, how do you say that word? Uh, to accommodate, accommodate, how do you say that word? Accommodate, I think it's how you say it. Accommodate. Um, bloody like that that bloody um 
people that lost their their lives there you know during um slavery and fighting the war so that's why they drink the red kool-aid i was like i had never heard that before but that was a fun fact that i learned today as i was looking it up for the podcast today oh really what's the watermelon for no the red drinks oh play different flavors all the red drinks Oh, huh. I never heard of it before. Okay, so I see what you're, you, about the dates. Mm-hmm. So 1866 is when they first celebrated it. It happened the year before. You see what I'm saying? So it says, originally celebrated in Texas in June 19, 1866. Marked the first anniversary. So it was celebrated the year after. When did they become um, free? They, um, General Gordon, I think his last name is he Gang. went down there. I think he, he went, went down there, there in eight, June 19, 1865. And then the following year is when Juneteenth became a thing. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the Emancipation Proclamation. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. The original date, they were slaves. They, the, the slaves were freed in the South in 1863. In many places until after the war, Civil War ended in 1865. Okay, so they started, you know, oh, okay, I remember this. So this is what happened. I learned this in college. <laughs> I learned all my Black history as an adult in college. Um, So when the North came down, the Union came down, and they fought the people in the South, those states that rebelled against the Union, they freed those slaves so that they could join the Union and fight. So that's why in 1863, some of the slaves had became free. But other states who were still fighting still had slaves yeah but a lot of people from the northern moved down south to try to keep their slaves thinking they're going to win the war and they would just come back to upstate to claim their properties mm-hmm. that's so crazy it is crazy it's so crazy that people thought they we were property that's just, i just mind-blowing psychotic it, it really is it's psychotic. So are you doing anything um, to celebrate Juneteenth? Um, this year, we're going to just drink red Kool-Aid and barbecue in the backyard. Oh, yeah, right. That's nice. I think, yeah, have- I think I should be the first year that we celebrate this year. But um, I think somewhere in Delray, they're doing a picnic where you can bring, and it's free, and you can bring your own blankets and car games and, like, just have a good time. But... You know, COVID is still out there mm-hmm. and I don't feel safe. So in my backyard, we're going to have some red Kool-Aid and just chill out and play card games. I think we just bought Uno today. So my brother will celebrate. Yeah, I might get to, I know they have a lot of things going on in the city. I live in Georgia, so in the metro Atlanta area. So there's a lot of things going on every year. There's um, parks, like they have festivals out here for it. Like they do it like MLK. So, That's um, yeah, so there are things out here. I'm not sure if we're going to go, but I may, I may call my sister and my mom and ask them to come over and uh, cook or something. I may not either because I don't want to clean up. You're <laughs> <laughs> so honest, like, yeah, I don't want to clean up. But let's talk about our hot topic. Oh, Yeah. And I feel like our hot topic is like, has, you know, it's kind of, you know, in the same Juneteenth thing, or it's, it's like, um, it's important for Juneteenth. Like it's a part of the history. It's part of the history. Mm -hmm. Um, so the hot topic today is racial theory. Racial theory is basically a lot of the Northern, I'm sorry, the Southern states are wanting to remove um history and the teaching like the teaching of history meaning like about like slavery and the indians they want to remove all that no they don't want to remove it they want it taught in a way that it's nice how do you teach something 
Yeah, so they don't, it's, nice. it's like they don't want America to be the villains. Because what racial government, but go ahead. Yeah, so they didn't want the they didn't want the white people to feel like villains. <laughs> I don't want to say the white people, but the white people. <laughs> oh, okay. You the white people. <laughs> so basically, so what racial theory is is basically saying that um, the United States as a whole is inherently racist. The bones of the country is racist and. Um, depending on your complexion, you may have your race, you may have privileges, right? And if you are a different race, you may not have the same privileges um, that other races have. And they just want to, it's about not only black, black people and white people, it's really about the United States true history with all of its people, uh, the native people to the United States, the, uh, the Africans to the United States, the Hispanics, the Mexicans who are really native uh, to Mexico and Arizona, they're native, um, the Japanese people, um, the Haitian American people, like it's the true unfiltered, unnice, uh, truth about the history and some people some parents majority have a problem with the truth being told and they want this whitewashed um version, of the, version of the history where they america is the heroes and they saved all those africans from their barbaric lives and brought them to america like they want that version instead of the true like you raped us and you slaughtered us and you beat us and you made us work for free and you imprisoned us and you chased us down. Like they don't want that real version version for their with, kids. Exactly. So they, they don't want their kids like, to feel like they're like villains in school. The, this lady put it as, oh, we're making them hit list. Like make you know, they're putting on a hit list. But which what is a hit list? Like are you serious right now? Yeah. Listen, these Karens are out of control. Somebody oh my God. I just be like, I, mean, <laughs> I always think of Karens and I'd be like, what would happen if we run into one of those people who are just crying? Like, what was what the first thing they do is cry? Because that's how they get, they, you know, they get away with things. The sympathy. You're making me feel like a villain because my ancestor treated their ancestors badly, and it's not like they're they're white people. We're not blaming. Them. Like we just want the truth to be told the way it actually happened, not like hushing it or making it look pretty or saying that you know America is um like the hero all the time. Like, mm -hmm. come on. Let's like say the truth. Come on now. And a lot of people just don't want to hear it. Let me ask you this. Do you think it's age appropriate? Like, do you think that they should be teaching? Well, first of all, let's say clear this up. They don't teach race theory in, in any public schools right now. Cool. This is a college level thinking and mostly like law schools and things like that have race theory. It's like they're pandering for a problem that doesn't exist right now. So they're all on news and writing superintendents and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, they're not teaching that. But do you think if they were to apply the real, real of what history, uh, what the history was, what, what age do you think they should implement that? Like, do you think that should be something that should be? I think high school. Okay. I think high school, at that point, you're becoming an adult and you're learning. Like when, I was expect them to teach it to middle school kids where they're, you know, coming out of elementary school, they're still young. I believe it should be taught in high school. And I feel like I learned a lot about that in high school. Maybe I read it on my own because I like to read. Mm -hmm. But like, I feel like high school is the age appropriate for you to start teaching the kids this. And I feel like we have to teach the kids this. Like, without knowing, we're just going to repeat history. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't understand why it's such a big issue. This is what really happened. Why do we want to 
make it look pretty why would one you know pretty it up basically yeah, why we need a bow for this make you feel better right That's why, why do we want to make the white people feel better it ain't making the black people feel better it's already I, know, I feel like the black people cannot like we can't always like i feel like they feel like they're the villain and we feel like we're the victim i don't think we're the victim it's just part of history is what happened we don't feel like we're, we're the victim it's just it is what it is you know at this point let me ask you this what was the first time that you i was african um you know for for juneteenth i put this this necklace on it's itchy yeah please let acknowledge debbie african necklace no it's really itching me like i just gotta take this thing off in the middle of the video go ahead well this is what i'm gonna say what was the first time you uh learned about slavery how old were you Mm, i want to say middle school really yeah i think in history school history we talked about um slavery mm. and i feel like in elementary school we learned about rosa parks and Martin Luther king because you know the month and everything mm-hmm. so it's like they kind of introduce it to you in elementary school and they start to really tell you about the you know the slaves in middle school and juneteenth i, I feel like i we probably like one sentence <laughs> maybe a half a chapter of it anyways of black history anyways so you get like one chapter and now they're trying to whitewash it right. yeah just kind of take it just right off just like rip the page out page uh 12 to, to 6 to I mean, 6 12 take those out just really yeah out. so we can feel better you know it's crazy it really is. I think the first time I learned about, I went to mostly white schools and I've always been like, until Maluka, I was always the only black person in the room. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I learned about it in elementary school early, like first grade. And that was like the first time I've ever heard of a slave. Yeah. I think I heard about slaves in, in elementary. Oh my god! They, and then I just remember all the they were t- teaching us that black people were slaves, and all of the class looking at me like we were slaves. And I I didn't have any friends then, so I just remember looking at me like, "What you looking at me for? I can't tell you about that. I I've never heard that before." They, my parent, my mom never taught. They t- always taught me the difference between black and white people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that we had to behave a certain way and carry ourselves a certain way and they we had to um to perform like 10 times better just to be um acknowledged as average to to a white person but i don't think or um if we showed our behinds my i remember it used to be like they expect you to be an n-word so don't be you know, I've never, I was never taught that. Like, I don't think my family has ever spoken, like, or gave us like a lecture about race and having to like do our best or be better. I, I feel like my family just didn't really see color, if that makes sense. Mm. You know, it was like, we're all one human race. It was just like, okay. It wasn't like, I didn't get taught that. I just experienced it, mm-hmm. but my I didn't get taught, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it becomes my family. Like they came from like black lady. My mom would be like, she was almost an adult before she seen her first white person. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of that upbringing, mm-hmm. and then the way my grandma grew up too. She was from the like the south. Yeah, my grandma was born in 1933, so imagine with life yeah she you know that's crazy Mm -hmm. and then also i wanted to ask you so what about like the your haitian heritage do they did you ever learn about where you come from in school uh haitian heritage no i don't think even i felt like they only thing i heard about um haiti and in school in the bible was that um we were espanol mm-hmm. and that we became free well the first black people to be black slaves to be free and we became haiti but after that there was nothing about haitian culture in the american bible I mean, american bible in the um history book i just 
we never heard about it. I mean, I never read anything about it. Like I saw, I remember seeing that. Like, oh, look, it's Haiti. My family's from there. And that was the only thing that uh, I remember learning. But um, my parents, I don't think they taught me about um, the history of Haiti. I think I've learned on my own doing a research for, um, for I think it was middle school. I want to say middle school. I did a research about Haiti. That's how I learned like reading books and, and stuff like that, um, where I came from or something like that. But nobody ever taught me, you know, um, about the history of like Haiti or, you know, we never talked about that in school. That's crazy. I think, I think school should do a better um, job of teaching other people's history. Because we do world history. Why don't we learn about the Black countries? Mm-hmm. Especially when we've America's had such a like effect on Haiti and in Africa and the the uh, all of the little islands in between. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I feel like they should we should do in our school board instead of like fighting about taking away the history. How about we teach more history? Teach and, we, and we teach before slavery. Like that's not something like learn before slavery like what it black people didn't start off as slaves teach us what, what we were before then yeah teaches our culture you know mm-hmm. so i feel like if they maybe they they um i feel there's no way to make it better like or to like um i don't want to say whitewash but like race theory is not only black people like even they say like Asian people are smart, black people are athletic, Mexican people, like they just, just racial, like racial profiling in general, you know what I'm saying? It's not only us black folks, you know, um, we just have to do better, do better, acknowledge what your wrongs and move on. But we have to learn from history. History is one of my favorite subjects, learning like I like going to museums and stuff like that to learn about different places and stuff like that. It's just a history, but if we don't know, we're gonna keep repeating it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't believe it should be taken out of schools and I'm gonna make, I teach my kids or my child. I don't know where they came from. Take it back, take it back. Listen, I'm trying to have a hot girl summer, not a pregnant girl fall, okay? No. Um, <laughs> I feel like I should like really teach my, my kids about it. Cause if they're going to take it out of schools, they need to know where they came from. They need to know what happened. Like, how do we, how do you take out history? I used to love history. I really did love history class. Yeah. I, I, I loved it as a, a college. I loved it. I had a professor who was like challenging and I never, I always like wanted to know what he believed because I felt like he was a little racist, but didn't really. <laughs> but I felt like he had a problem with the country at the same time. Like he didn't like nobody. Uh, but he was, he, he challenged our thoughts. And, um, and I learned a lot in his class about history, about, um, about Black people, about the things um that happens to black people and it's it's important to know it's important for i think especially for uh black americans to know so that you know how to maneuver you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like you know how to maneuver in this world what this world is capable of and you can do better as a people, for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're resilient people. I always say, what is going to be in our history books? Oh, because, um, you know, we write history right we, now. We, we, we're going through history right now, and it's like so much craziness are still going on, you know, years later. We got our first black president. We got our first celebrity president. <laughs> Child. we had COVID 
an epidemic, like a pandemic, like. And we're still going through it. We're still going through it. These shots, who knows what these shots are going to do? These people who get vaccinated, like. Turning into monkeys, having third eyes and things. Right. What is that? Um, it's a show on Netflix where the babies are born. They go through a pandemic and they're doing like some kind of experiments and the babies are born half human, half animal. That's how many people don't need this. I don't want it. <laughs> no more. I had a I'm just going to really protect myself and stay away. Yeah, I love people have the shot now that it should go away. <laughs> They have third, they'll, they'll it'll go away and then they have third eyes and their kids will have like six toes and you know that's me throwing shade are you gonna get the vaccine chris hell no nah. i don't even get the flu shot i don't do the vaccine i only do what is necessary to not get arrested um did chris get the flu shot i mean did the um the vaccine no nobody in this household is getting a vaccine uh, listen I'm not to bashing the vaccine. If you feel like you need it, you're comfortable, you need to get it, go ahead and get it. I'm just not doing it. I do not fool with these vaccines. I try to get out. Like I go to my doctor because she understands. I have all black like doctors. Everybody's black. So they understand our natural fears to be weary of the CDC. The Tuskegee experiment, like it's when they did the, when they gave the black people sis, um, syphilis, syphilis that, was, that, was, that was in my history. I read that in history. You read that in school? Mm-hmm. I did That's not. Cool. I actually came across that when I was learning about vaccines or to give my child vaccine. What well, you know, we, when I came a parent to see a, I actually I lied. I learned about that before I got pregnant when I was going through Alabama, and you see the Tuskegee. Um, you had to drive through there, but yeah. It's I I'm not playing with the CDC, and that's the only people you can sue. I would feel comfortable if I was I can sue the CDC, but you can't. And those vaccines, if they drop one on the floor, they have to close the whole damn building. Poison control has to come in to clean the shit up. Now, if it's that powerful outside of a vial, why the hell do I want to put it in my body? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I'm like a little sort of kind of conspiracy theorist. Sort of kind of. Some of it I'd be like, I, I mean, I get the shot. I remember I had this one friend that was a nurse and we would go into it like um, about the vaccines because she see people die because they don't get their vaccines, you know? And I'm like, hey, if everybody's vaccinated and I'm not vaccinated, then there should be no diseases. Why are the diseases still around me? Like, I just don't feel comfortable. And in my building, I've heard that they're vaccinating the kids with a um, plant-based vaccine and getting paid $6,000 for experimenting on their kids. I said, them people should go to jail for experimenting on their kids, Okay. And they doing ignorant shit like give my child no damn vaccine. You hear these some base experiment? No, Mm-mm, I ain't got time for this. They doing get a smoke a joint and get a shot. Like y'all doing too much. It's everywhere. Like y'all trying to push it down people's throat. It's too much. Like y'all overkill with the it. The fact that pushing down people's throat is what makes me scared. Yeah. And now they're saying that they're passing a new law that. Your job can fire you if you don't get it. Like, oh yeah, I heard that too. That's crazy. Well, I know. Yeah, but then you, it's it should be hip. It should be hip laws what? that um. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> you know we have like security cameras. Can you on the security camera? You. <laughs> okay. So annoying. Just ignore him. He would come and mess up our video. I cannot. Stand him. So annoying. I am going to unplug it next time, so he won't be able to do it. That's funny. What he say? F that S H I T. That's good. 
but yeah so um yeah i'm not experimenting on my child with no damn vaccine i'm not getting no vaccine but yeah my cousin job gave her the day off and two hundred dollars for getting it done would she have to bring back something isn't that violating hip or law like know. how can you ask me i i don't have to tell you if i got a vaccine or not listen I would just take them two days off and not get it done. How about that? Girl, who are you selling? You know they were selling it. You know Florida. Scheme Everything right? happens in Florida, but if you know a hookup, let <laughs> me... They got some people with that. some records for you. If you need proof. <laughs> Always in Florida. Everything crazy happens in Florida. <laughs> right? It never, fails. it never fails. But y'all, thank you so much for rocking with us. Please let you, us know how you're going to be celebrating your Juneteenth. And if hey, you, Father's Day, let us know how you celebrate Father's Day and give your daddies a shout out to below. And your mothers. Celebrate your mama on Mother's Day and, and, and celebrate your daddy. Or even if you don't have a daddy or you don't have a, your kids don't have a good daddy and all that, your, your uncles, your cousin, whatever male figure that right. was. Oh my God, I have amazing brothers. They are amazing okay. fathers. Shout out to my brothers. They are yeah. like the best fathers. They're like hands-on with their kids. I love it. I love seeing them. I pray God that he sent me somebody like that. Yeah. Hands-on with their kids. Okay. I was about to say something. And I celebrate him. How about that? Mm -hmm. Until then, <laughs> I'll be celebrating me on Father's Day and my daddies. Mm -hmm. And I'll be celebrating my daddy and my baby daddy. That child just... Yeah. Mm, that part. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.